Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Over the summer, there are going to be episodes called Summer Shorts. And they're just short bursts of wisdom that I want to share with you as we move through the summer. So take a listen to today's episode. I hope it encourages you in wisdom and strength and life to stay with Him, go with Him, express Him, and let others come to know Him through you. Love you all. Hey everybody, I've arrived back in Poland from a fabulous fabulous time in uh, Abtino, Austria. And so I'm back here in a flat that I have the privilege of being in uh, with some of my great Polish friends uh, here in the village of Venitsa, right outside of Legnica. And um, I just want to share this little burst of wisdom. <laughs> uh, I'm not superior, I'm saved. Can I just share this again? I'm not superior. I'm saved. Paul oftentimes would say things, and then he would say, as, as we all once were, as all of us were, as was all mankind. Right? You can find these in his writings in the New Testament. Paul was, I think you would agree, Uh, a great purveyor of wisdom, the wisdom of God. He wrote so much of the New Testament. Um, And as it is with all of us, we write, right? He was writing what was inspired by Holy Spirit out of much of what Paul himself had found necessary in his experiential life with God. And he simply turned around and passed on what God the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit told him, what they did in him, what he had with them, and he passed it on. And he often reminded his readers, his listeners, and as were we all. Paul wasn't coming from a superior place. That's what he got delivered from. If you read Philippians 3, 4 through 6, he came from a superior self. I was this and I was that. I came from pure blood. I had perfect parents. I had the perfect heritage. My pedigree could not be touched. And of course, what did he do? He ended up murdering people. Because the good of man will murder those who disagree, those who are an inconvenience. That's what the superiority of man ultimately does. But my friends, we are not superior. We are saved. And as we are seeing things happen in nations, judgments that have ruled nations for many, many years being struck down, Right, things shifting, many things being exposed. 
We need to rejoice when judgments of men that have gone against the righteousness of God are struck down. We need to be very, very uh, glad and humbled because we understand, as were all of us, we used to be promoters of things that were not the ways of God. And in his great mercy, his great love, his great redemption to return us to his original plan that we share in his life, that we remember we were saved from ourselves and brought into him. There's only one who's really ever been for life, and that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Hmm? We were born into a kingdom of death that masquerades itself as life. But real life, my friends, is the person of Jesus Christ. And when we recognize what we have received from him, and we turn to strengthen others and to pass on what we have received, we must be careful that we don't turn uh, in a superior way that we remember ourselves, that we ourselves had to turn to him, that a gift of repentance was granted unto us. It is a gift, a lightning bolt of truth that came to us at some moment, at some time, and we awakened to the fact that we were separate from God. We were his enemy by nature. We were at enmity with God. We were hostile to God. In our goodness, in our morality, we were against the righteousness that comes only through Christ. So when that lightning bolt hit and we awakened and we turned to him, and yes, life came into us and life now is formed in us by Holy Spirit. If we allow it, if not, what can happen is a born-again person begins to live as a superior good person. And my friends, I don't know if there's anything uglier than a good superior person. Again, Paul describes and says, if he could, if anyone could boast in their good-looking flesh, he said, it's me. Anybody could have confidence in their, in their goodness, it's me. In Philippians 3, and he lists what he himself personally trusted in. And then he, in verse 7, the lightning bolt strikes and he says, But I now count everything that once was a gain to me as one big combined loss, one big pile of dung, one big pile of rubbish, hmm? filth, total, absolute filth. So when we have been born again and are being formed and shaped by the very life of Christ in us, my friends, it won't come with a superior attitude filled with hatred. Oh, I hate sin. Let me tell you, I have the gift of a godly hatred of sin because sin and all of its ways of showing up is an alien way of life from God. 
and having been once trapped in it myself, when I look at others who are still in it, maybe they're rioting in the streets, maybe they're so filled with hatred they spit on people that they disagree with. And I'm like, I can understand that. (laughs) I'm not endorsing it. But to act like I don't have any idea, like how could they do that? Well, (laughs) I fully understand. You don't. Right? You've been moral all your life. So good. Are you in a seat of superiority? I'm not sure this is a summer short. Did I go past the time where this podcast qualifies for a summer short? Right? That, listen, come on now. Be a thinking son. Let the Father provoke your thinking far, far deeper than you having to make a social media post. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you know, that's okay. But do you understand, God is preparing you to stand with him in life so as to bring all others out of death and darkness, whatever form and shape it takes. We must be those truly born of him, born of his wisdom, that... We are very, very clear that we are on the side of life. But we understand we've been delivered from death. We didn't come like that. We didn't just, you know, decide that we were going to be good and be on the right side of things. God had to deliver us from ourselves and bring us into him so that we could be formed and shaped Right, that we could be formed and shaped as Christ, life himself. And we want to be those who know truth and deal in truth and speak truth in love. Oh, speak truth, my friend, but speak it as one who was loved and delivered out of the lie. Right? Most people that are shouting who are venomously not wanting to be controlled. There's usually other things you understand that are driving that. We would know that if we'd been delivered from the driving forces of our own life. If we have had to see what was driving us. Not that we're overlaying our experience on everyone else. I mean, another person isn't me. But the condition of man is universal. And if, if Christ, who has borne the actual death of every single person, Hebrews 2.9 says, let me tell you, he understands what's driving mankind because he let it take him straight to hell. He's intimately acquainted with sorrows, rages, um, sicknesses, diseases, pain, sorrow. Jesus is deeply and intimately acquainted with the condition of man because Jesus didn't just die for you, my friend. He died as you. He became sin. He took on our condition. And he can speak things to you when you stay with him in the unfolding processes of actually maturing and growing up. And there are conversations he can have with you, things that he can tell you no man can tell you about yourself. Hmm? He could reveal the secrets of your heart to you. 
And 1 Corinthians says, then you'll fall on your face and worship him. This is what unbelievers need to experience. This is what those who haven't yet come to believe upon Christ, not those who have a different political persuasion, all, all people. And yes, we need to be messengers of truth, but have you digested that truth yet for yourself? Has it cut you and delivered you? We got a lot of people wielding swords that they've never allowed to gut and fillet them. I once heard a preacher once say, the sword can't really come out of your mouth until it's cut through your own heart. We need messengers who are the message, who will speak the truth in love, and when all hell comes against them in opposition and frothing at the mouth anger, we look at it and we understand where it comes from because I once myself was there. So I'm not confused about the opposition. I'm not confused and, and depressed because there is you know, persecution coming. Oh, I understand what's coming at me because it used to be in me. See, this is the kind of messengers that we need, the kind of sons that need to be discipled into the life of Christ, the life that swallows up all death. Even when that death comes to take you down, you understand. I understand where this comes from because I myself have been delivered from death and unto life himself. So, think my friends, upon this with him. Let him get you ready for what is really coming. I thank God today for the striking down of Roe v. Wade. That 50 years of America being asleep could possibly be on the front side of that being over and our nation awakening. But my friends, please get ready for what that's really going to mean. So I do thank God that it's been shown that it was not a constitutional right. But now every state, see this is such an education for us in America. States' rights will prove to be extremely, extremely important. That every state now gets to decide how they will address abortion in their state. Make sure that you understand what has actually happened. And that we recognize the true nature of the fight of faith, the true nature of the, of the awakening that God is bringing. Because, my friends, if you've ever been awakened by God out of your slumber, and you know the pain and grief that comes when you realize what you were, what you did, what it was really about from God's point of view, you understand the awakening that's coming to people. And you're not going to be shouting in their face and stabbing them with truth. Now, it might feel like a stabbing to them. But you're not going to take any delight 
in proving your rightness, but that truth has prevailed in the end, the truth of God. And my friends, there's going to be a river of grief that's going to flow if people really awaken. There's going to be a river of grief that Second Corinthians 7, 9, and 10 says that God means for us to feel that we can finally awaken and actually feel because we've been numb to many things. And when you begin to awaken, our nation begins to awaken, your family begins to awaken, the pulpit begins to awaken. My friends, we better get ready for the river of life that's about to come. Oh, Father, get us ready, ready to identify with you in what you are doing, and that we remember we are not superior. We are saved, and we thank you for it. And now we turn, and we want to strengthen others. We want to pass on life to others in all the specific ways you give us in our individual assignments under the umbrella of one kingdom, one Lord, one faith, one magnificent God, God the Father, God the Son, and God Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that this burst of wisdom would be an encouragement to your people. Get us ready. Deal with your house so that when the river of life begins to flow, we'll hold the doors open, we'll keep the lights on, and we will be ready as those who have identified with you, sons who are one with the Father. And we won't water down your gospel. We will not. We will not, Father, do it our way. It can be your way. Pitch the tent of your presence over the United States of America, over every individual state. And, Father, I pray over every nation that I have any influence in, Father, I pray that life will come. It will swallow up all death. Let resurrection life begin to flow and crack and break so that people can awaken and be returned and restored to you, Father, that Jesus might have the inheritance of nations. The cross is in the field, and the cross wins the field. Thank you for being with me today on Tent Talk. Until next time, love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.